This episode is brought to you by a special alert that this episode is brought to you by a special alert that this coming Friday and Saturday is a special streaming yeah, event. Special, on special, 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 special. Go to <laughs> get it um, yet? Yeah, it's very special. Go to uh, duckfeed.tv forward slash duckstream to learn all about our charity live stream event that we're doing. Um, it's about a week after you're hearing this. We are uh, gaming for 24 hours between the, the two of us. So really, it's 12 hours each, but just shut up. And uh, <laughs> it's, 12, yeah. it's 24 hours of content. So Yes, and, and, and we're doing it for charity. So don't, yeah. don't you know, don't get all pedantic. Yeah, don't bust my it. balls about this. Come on. Yeah, leave, leave our balls alone. Um, <laughs> so we, we are uh, the first, uh, so starting at 6 p.m. PST, um, West Coast team. So me, Nick, and Brayden are going to be hanging out. Um, I'm going to do a Dark Souls speed run um, that I... I I think I can confidently say we'll put any speedrunner to shame. Uh, <laughs> You're going to drop some not, some revolutionary science on these folks. Yeah. It's it's going to be about two and a half times as long as the the world record. That's what I'm hoping <laughs> yeah. for. So, sub uh, two hours and thirty minutes. The um, but also just playing a bunch of Isaac. And then what's happening in the second half, Cole? Well, in the second half, my copy of Haunting Ground has arrived. Mm-hmm. And uh, it tests out fine. There, you know, it could crap out three quarters of the way through. Who knows? Uh, but uh, I'm going to be streaming that um, underrated survival horror game uh, uh, for the first nine or ten hours or so. And we're going to finish out strong with uh, with some of the crew from the level, and we're going to uh, do some uh, do some co op stuff. I believe right now. Uh, well, if I say it, I'm, I'm going to hold this. You know, we're going to be held accountable for it, so I'm not going to say it. But it's uh, it's going to be pretty fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah. ch- 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 check duckfeed.tv forward slash duckstream uh, for like a schedule of events yeah he was gonna say voldemort and he didn't want to <laughs> yeah um the, oh no gary um, you've doomed us all <laughs> uh Haster. the um yeah so that, that's what you should do and all proceeds are going to transactive uh gender center which is the only organization of its kind in the country that provides sort uh support sort that was supposed <laughs> to be being support and i don't know gort <laughs> uh, there's a two of those bags of trail mix <laughs> yep it provides group to uh, to transgendered youth and their families, and uh, it is an awesome cause. And I hope that everybody who's listening is willing to uh, to give deep, mm-hmm. um, because it is. I would really like to uh, you know to show them that gamers are not pieces of shit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. 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 Uh, so, so so whether whether you are giving money to prove to, to prove a point or to be a good person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, both are acceptable. Yeah, both are acceptable. <laughs> There's a little PayPal link at uh, at the bottom of uh, of uh, duckfeed.tv forward slash duckstream. We're really excited uh, to be uh, using our minor sway to do something good, and uh, I I am very much looking forward to uh, playing games for y'all. Yeah, so check it out. Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. Oh my, haste makes waste. (laughs) My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And I'm Lobos Jr. And you're listening to Bonfireside Chat. It is a cursed favorite. Yes, and this week is our speed running special for Dark Souls 2. And uh, as you heard, we are joined once again by Lobos Jr., uh, noted YouTube strongman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, won the YouTube strongman contest. <laughs> Ten years, like through those YouTube logs, and yeah, <laughs> that's right. Get the YouTube bell. <laughs> yep. 
tossed uh, tossed pianos full of copies of Dark Souls into second story windows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um, thank you for coming back. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, we really, really appreciate it. People, uh, this is the the first repeat guest we've had in a season, but, and we were really happy to have Lobos come on and actually talk about an area. But uh, this is, uh, you know, this is, is it fair to say that, um, you know, that your prior would you say that your primary interest in Dark Souls two when you when it first came out was uh, to kind of speedrun it, or did that come secondary? Or Ooh, well, I had done a lot of challenge runs in Dark Souls one, so yeah, especially right off the bat, I went for speedrunning full force, pretty much. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a good way to prep yourself for the challenge runs because if you want to set up a certain build or something, you can you know how to get to everything really quickly. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, and it wouldn't be you know people who listen to the show have heard heard us talk a thousand times about Lobos's videos and and, and his Twitch stream and such, <laughs> and uh, you know highest recommendation. I will, will not rest until everybody listens to the show. <laughs> also oh. watches you on the internet. Yeah, <laughs> well, super entertaining. You. Yeah. Yes, three no words: problem. Olympic torch run. Yeah, <laughs> I was really happy that finally happened. When when you first mentioned it, I started googling around to see if anyone had done it, sure. and uh, and nothing. But I was I was happy that. And for anybody who's listening, um, who doesn't know, could you kind of explain what that that is? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it was tricky figuring out how exactly to make the run work, but it was essentially trying to keep a torch, which uh, as you probably know was a mechanic that was added into Dark Souls Two where you could just light areas, keeping that lit throughout the entire game, essentially, as soon as you could uh, retrieve a torch and light it. Yes. I love, I love in the, the run you did, I love the metafictional part of when you, you go into the giant's memories and you, right. have, to light the, you have to light the original flame that you end up using. Like, <laughs> that that was just... the stretch. That was the one stretch that I was like, ah, we can't <laughs> carry fire through a loading screen. So, <laughs> yes. Oh. Yeah, super cool. Have you have you done? Because um, you can, I, I hesitate to make your life any more difficult if this does. But <laughs> you know that you can attack with the torch, right? Have you? Uh, yes. Have you, <laughs> have you considered that nightmare at all? Uh that I I don't think that would be feasible simply because of torch time. Um, mm-hmm. Because, sure, you can use bonfire aesthetics and get more torches in Majula. Very simple. But even with, you know, you'd run out of bonfire aesthetics and the torch does like two or three damage with no scaling. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> can you do like a, like a raw torch? Yeah. <laughs> a raw like torch. A, I don't uh, think you can. No. Okay. <laughs> oh. It sounds like like uh, old timey jazz slang or something. <laughs> yeah. Like give me some of that raw torch. Now, if you <laughs> if you consider a club a raw torch, then sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, definitely not a, a cook torch. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So we don't we don't have a uh, ton tons of structure. We mostly just wanted to get a little bit of um, kind of insight into. Uh, to what is different about speedrunning Dark Souls 2 versus 1. Um, do you want to kind of just go into that a little bit? Sure. Uh, well, in general, they changed uh, mechanics seemingly targeted at speedrunners in some cases, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like activating um, levers or opening doors or going through a fog gate no longer are instantly uh, in, in vulnerability frames. So... When we were speedrunning, we had to make sure that we either uh, baited enemies away from our destination item or door or whatever we had to interact with, and then 
make our way through there and hope for the best that they didn't uh, rear back and hit us and knock us out of that animation. Um, that was probably the biggest game changer. Another one was the fact that they... Mm, uh, probably less prominent, uh, the fact that they they had a stat that defined exactly how many iframes on your roll, uh, invulnerability frames were on your rolling, on your rolling because... Uh, that requires you, if you're not leveling that stat, you have to be a lot more precise on the dodging. Um, and But that's a lesser one that you can kind of learn and get used to and master the bosses even more and then have no problems there. Um, what else is there? Certainly there's other things that will come to mind yeah. as we talk more mm-hmm. about it. How, how big of a deal is it that they added or played up the uh, kind of the Guardian AI? Path oh yeah, where yeah. There's definitely a couple spots up. where yeah, like an enemy is certainly programmed to like not move from a certain location. One comes to mind in the speedrun at least is right before Velstat. There's yeah. the two, the two heavy hunkered guy, hunkered down guys that are just <laughs> there to make your life miserable if you're speedrunning. Um, yeah, essentially we came up with a, a strategy that. You could kind of bait a guy off consistently, so there was only one of them, and then you would just run by him and hope for the best, and maybe 50% of the time it would work. Um, <laughs> and if it didn't, you would just kind of heal up, run around in a circle, and try it again. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Is, um, it's, I know that the, the all bosses uh, speedrun for Dark Souls 2 is significantly longer, or at least it feels yeah. like it is. Um, oh, yeah, is absolutely. The, uh, the, the, the just kind of any percent non-glitched run... Because we, one of the things we talk about a lot on the show is how it seems like Dark Souls Two is just like so much bigger of a game. I don't know, mm-hmm. you know, it seems objectively bigger, but at the very least, it felt bigger, you know, while we were playing it. Sure, it seems like it would be kind of a harder order to to get through in in a speedy manner. Well, compared to Dark Souls One, um, I would say there's probably more area, but since the areas are since the game is built more around like being able to warp back after you know completing one section, you can kind of skip a lot of running that way. Yeah. Um, but and it, especially if you take into account all the three DLCs that they added, now the the all bosses runs are you know considerable length around I think two forty ish or so. Um, wow. It's been a while since I've uh, kept track of the all bosses. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. And and just for a perspective, um, what is like the the all bosses Dark Souls one? Uh, Dark Souls one's about half that one tw- one twenty. I don't think it went below one one twenty unless Sansa's been doing more runs lately or something. <laughs> yeah, unless unless he's been busy. So you so you <laughs> so you'd say that the uh, that the bonfire warping you know kind of offsets the fact that it's hub and spoke, right? Yeah, and uh, especially since. You don't have to worry about like skipping bonfires so that at the end of a, a spoke you can just homeward bone back. They actually give you that, you know, primal bonfire that you just click and takes you back to Majula, mm-hmm. which is and, and okay, well, and along those lines, now that I'm thinking about it, the fact that you have to level up at the Emerald Herald, um, mm. that kind of makes that convenient again, since you just warp back to Majula, there you are, you can level up. Um but it certainly did add time to the run. Yeah. Um, for 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 people who aren't aware, how how important is leveling up in a in a speed run? 
Uh, it's important to not level up frequently because then you would have to, you know, make frequent trips back. But yeah, getting a very specific amount of stats to use some really good weapon as quickly as possible is is very. It's usually down to like the like a couple of souls basically. <laughs> so yeah, very very thought out. Is uh is, is there the equivalent of kind of the Black Knight Halberd speed run where like you, there's an item that you are uh, shooting for from the start that uh, will kind of determine whether or not this this run will be good or bad? Uh, with the later patches, the Red Iron Twin Blade has actually been an extraordinarily good weapon for speed running. Before that, people have been using anything from like a rapier uh, or just a mace. Um, they have some very high scaling weapons early on in the game, and they tend to carry pretty well mm-hmm. uh, until you get to that red iron twin blade, and that just kind of finishes the run. Yeah, it's in, it's interesting the way that the um, the that scene has also kind of evolved um, with these PvP uh, focus patches. Like it uh-huh. feels like um, from it was you know mostly trying to balance things out for that purpose, and then also impacted this other kind of uh, emergent gameplay <laughs> yeah. aspect of the game. Yeah. Especially earlier on, uh, the all-bosses routes were all hexes, because, like, Great Resonant Soul hit for... Well, it was like two-shot bosses, basically. <laughs> and it was very fast, but um, From Software said uh, no to that and decided to balance it, I would say, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, other than the like the hex nerf, has there been any like any uh, change that they've made that has really kind of upset and changed the way that uh, non glitched speedruns were handled? Um, as far as non glitched, I mean, not nerfs really. Only the buffs to physical weapons. Uh, they buffed a lot of physical damage weapons, and with that came the introduction of red iron twin blade to the routes. Uh, because at that point it was just ab- absurdly good. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that is um, that's the the strength scaling twin blade. Yep, right? strength yeah. uh, scaling one in uh, Shrine of Amana. Mm. Okay, it's interesting because you get that fairly late. Um, it is but... it is pretty late, um, but uh, for an all bosses run, like maybe you'll get to shri- you'll do all the DLCs after you've done Shrine of Amana or something like that. Um, yeah, uh, since you can kind of tackle any of the four immediate spokes in any order is there Mm -hmm. like like does that matter is there is there one place that you you know generally try and run toward first be that hades or uh um, you know the pit etc sure um if you're talking about uh so there's actually two routes for glitchless in theory i mean obviously way more but the two routes would be to either get one million souls, which opens up the Shrine of Winter, and you don't have to kill the four bosses to unlock that, or uh, doing it, which we call the Old Gods route, or <laughs> Old Souls route, sorry, where you actually, even if you get a million souls, the idea is to kill all four of those bosses and then proceed through the Shrine of Winter. So if you're doing it under those, those normal circumstances, um, it's kind of preference, so not necessarily in order, although typically you would probably do um, the Old Iron King earlier because you get access to purchasing large Titanite shards mm. uh, sooner. Uh, that's really the only thing I can think of to consider when doing that. 
Mm-hmm. And the um, just so for people who may or may not be familiar, um, the uh, the one million souls uh, thing is when somebody uses ascetics and and just kills one of those bosses over and over. Um, I know initially it was. It's been a little while since I've uh, uh, watched Dark Souls two speedruns because in the early game mm-hmm. I know it was the rotten, um, right? And then uh, I is it Iron King still? Is that the one that people? Actually, it's back to the rotten again. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, so I think it was with the physical damage buffs to the weapons again. Like, it made it so that... Also, the one that I have been running most recently uses the Dranglaic Sword, Mm -hmm. which upgrades with Twinkling Titanite. And so, because there was DLC where you can briefly run into and gather a lot of uh, upgrade materials... You can get out of there. You don't have to do old Iron King. The ra- the main reason was for upgrading weapons, so that you could buy large Titanite shards and then Titanite chunks after Velstat. But with the Twinkling Titanite, you don't have to worry about that at all. You just gather it all in the DLC, and then you can uh, buff the Dring Lake Sword, and you're good on on your weapon. You don't have to do any more side sidetracked questing or anything like that for that. Is there any kind of like make it or break it point that happens incredibly like early on, like where you can just tell if something doesn't go my way at this at this juncture, uh, I, I I would need to abandon this run. Um. Well, at any point, if you, yeah, actually, there's probably a couple. One is a certainly run killer is if you do not get the Seldora robe, uh, Seldora armor set from the merchant. You kill him right at the beginning of the run. <laughs> and uh, for all of the bosses, you need to be wearing the the full set as well as the uh, Silver Covetous Serpent Ring from uh, Malentia, who you also kill. It's a lot of <laughs> NPC death in this run. <laughs> That's so um, sad. But if you're not wearing all of those, the soul count will come up short, and you will have to just uh, kill something randomly to get the million souls to open the way to uh, Shrine of Winter. Um that's that's one killer, but once you get that into the habit of equipping it after every boss, it's pretty standard. Um, one area in particular that is dangerous as far as just dying is just running through the Sunken King DLC, which is where we go get the Twinkling Titanite from. Hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, the, that area is balanced for after <laughs> the Chandra. Like, it, you know, you're, you're, you're <laughs> yeah. definitely breaking the sequence. Yeah, certainly not balanced for a, a naked guy with no sort of offense running through <laughs> yeah. there at like yeah. soul dun, level dun, dun, 10 or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See you, boners. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, that's kind of like this is unrelated to speedruns, but more kind of tuned for challenge runs, I guess. Uh, uh, but uh, with the changes to Pyromancer, um, and just the, uh, the 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 rebalancing of the different classes, it seems like low level runs are uh, um, much less viable than they were in Dark Souls One, right? Well, and the one thing that makes the soul level one r- runs hard, at least for me, uh, initially when I was trying to do the level one runs, was the fact that your agility stat does determine your your invulnerability frame. So if you're used to playing with the iframes on Dark Souls 1, which is considerably more than base agility in Dark Souls 2, yeah. you're going to have a hard time because they will just hit right through your rolls and you can't do too much about it besides get better at it. Considerably more and also consistent, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like from, from from play to play. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and I know a lot of people who have done um, Soul Level 1 runs, there mm-hmm. is a lot of equipment, especially in the DLC, that boosts your stats. Mm-hmm. Uh, that people ah, take yes. advantage of. But I don't, think there, is there, I don't think there's any equipment that boosts agility. That I know. Uh, there is a ring that does do that. The one in... Uh, I, the name escapes me right now, but there's a ring in, in the Iron, old Iron King DLC that gives you the... Huh. Uh, the it changes your role. And it makes you like blink, basically. Hmm. Um, I can't remember the ring. It, it's like a puff of smoke when you roll and you turn invisible for a second. <laughs> that one actually does increase your iframes. Oh, your neat! Invincibility and invisibility frames. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I can stand for it's a dual <laughs> system. Um, or is the, it or is uh, E frames? It is vers- versatile. E, uh, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Electronic frames. <laughs> the, um, yeah, I was because I, I got that ring and I was like, oh, this seems like a real PvP type of item. Right. Um, but I didn't realize I would have a uh, utility. That's neat. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of related to the make it or break it thing. Is there any particular boss that is dicier than the others? Um, I'm sure it's different for everybody, but for me in particular, and I could almost say with certainty for other people as well, the uh, Throne Watcher and Defender fight. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> Simply because if you're trying to do it really fast, you can do a strategy that makes Throne Watcher actually fall off the ledge. Hmm. Um, but it's very, uh, it's hard to get consistent, I guess I would say. Um, and all, although it's faster probably to kill them by yourself, you can just summon Binhart and kind of wail on them while he attracts their attention. Yeah. But once again, that's also kind of, you know, randomness, luck of the draw and as to whether or not they even look at him. Yeah. Um, other than that, you just get really good at dodging the rotten <laughs> because <laughs> to kill him fastest, you just stand right in front of him while he does all of his attacks and time those rolls. <laughs> and once again, you have low iframes. So if you're not good at the not consistent at that, uh, especially once you have to fight him on his new game plus plus two plus three forms he'll one shot you in every case so (laughs) there's that the uh have have people i haven't um like i said i haven't kept up are speedrunners fighting the uh the one boss from the ivory king um without gaining that item yet i'm trying not to be spoilery are people just tanking that and are, are figured out how to do it without getting the item first it, it has been a little while since i watched that run last time i watched they were not uh okay. they were not fighting in in that state they would actually okay. get the item and then and then fight them nice little so. easter egg for people who played that and hopefully it doesn't <laughs> ruin anything for all, I mean, all you know is that there's a guy who has a state and there's an item if you can construct a spoiler out of that i'm not, I'm not buying the dlc anymore it's ruined <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, poor kids as, as, uh, so sorry you're t- talking about watching those as somebody who does speed runs is there a particular is there a particular style of run that you find kind of most entertaining or most harrowing to watch uh, for Dark Souls 2 in particular? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I typically watch whatever run I'm trying to work on. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it, it kind of makes sense, but um, that either that or a run I know nothing about. Those are the most interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 
if given a choice, I'll typically throw on an all bosses run, which I haven't run in a long time, especially with a new DLC yeah. um, or somebody going for you know a competitive time in the route that I know. What yeah. um, just to, to kind of lay it out for anybody who's not uh, of this world too, can, um, let's take a moment to just kind of say the different kind of categories of uh, speedruns for Dark Souls Two. Yeah. Right now, um, so because you had mentioned that you'll you'll watch a, a run that you know nothing about, um, like sure. what are the kind of categories or what differentiates these things other than just bosses versus you know all bosses versus any percent? Definitely. Uh, well, like I mentioned earlier, uh, for the non-glitched any percent route, there is the one where you kill rotten four times, get the million souls, and proceed through the shrine of winter. There's the one where you kill all four of the soul bosses: Iron King, Sinner. All those guys. Um, then there is the any percent glitched category, which involves using an unpatched version of the game and <laughs> allows you to beat the game in an absurd amount of time. Something <laughs> like 16 minutes, I think, is the world record. So, uh, And then there's all bosses, of course. And occasionally there's variations on those routes. For example, using a different weapon or using spells instead of a weapon. Uh, but there's typically one route that will be fastest of those. That uh, that glitch run is nuts. Like the uh, the the I think I've put it in the show notes before. But like for anyone who's listening who's not familiar, like essentially you by pairing somebody and then rolling over them, um, you can get kind of walk on air and use it to <laughs> skip like everything. <laughs> like you, you, you yes. know, and then you do this item duping glitch to level up and it just it's nuts mm-hmm. it and this uh this binoculars thing where you yeah. through <laughs> a, you move you move at the speed that the binoculars zoom in <laughs> i think is maybe what's happening oh um yeah. yeah it's it's real crazy like it is fun to watch and like in 16 minutes so so it's like a, yeah. a straight up dishonored blink yeah <laughs> like oh well, kind of i mean you, you you are still running and you have to kind of reset it every once in a while is it like when, yeah. is it whenever you stop or uh, yeah, it's like you'll be running for maybe two to three seconds with this super speed, and then it'll wear off. And to trigger the glitch, you have to be holding, you have to be looking through the binoculars, and then you hit roll and another button. I don't remember. I think it's two-hand weapon. No, it's roll and attack at the exact same time. And you just hit them, and then you let go of the binoculars, and you're going at super speed. And you get the item that'll revive Eris. Yeah, right. exactly. Of course. Yeah. yeah. You fight Shang Long and <laughs> Shang Long revives Eris. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it is it is super, super, super bonkers mm-hmm. to watch that. It reminds me of because Dark Souls One had the uh the kiln glitch too. Uh-huh. So Dark Souls One had like the half hour, you know, like uh, I don't know where that ended up, but it was in like the, the middle twenty minutes, I think. Yeah, that was like, like twenty six minutes, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somewhere so around some there. And some of those Souls games were like they uh <laughs> they're just easy to break. In her return. <laughs> yeah. So, coming a question from a state of ignorance here: um, Is that a, like like a state of the earth that's evolving? Like, are are people still poking at the seams trying to find like you know the next binoculars glitch? Um, I think people are always looking for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what it is. I mean, Dark Souls. I'm sure there's glitches in there. Dark Souls 1, very late into the speedrunning, found a lot of things to make the routes faster. Um, and people are still setting times, you know, these days. There was a new any percent world record uh, within the last week or two. Mm-hmm. So uh, minor optimizations, whether it be glitches or just um, faster way of 
running through an area or something like that. There's there's pretty much always room for improvement there. Yeah. I find that it, with speedrunning in general, that tends to be uh, what marks the, the games that make it big in, in the world of speedrunning. Mm-hmm. Are the games where like uh, they're you know because there are games that either people just don't care about them they're less popular but they're games that are decent but people have just kind of like well we've figured this out and then you have things like um, like Ocarina of Time um, or like Super Metroid or something where there's still kind of space for that optimization yeah you know? years and, and then, years of work on those games and they're still getting lower times yeah that's yeah, really impressive yeah. Mm-hmm. This this is more of like a like a like a culture question, but na- nowadays with, with with Twitch, is it generally considered that a speed run didn't happen unless it was done live, or are there kind of uh, ones that are done straight on YouTube? Still? Um, YouTube's fine. Typically, the speed runners will do it on Twitch, or um, I mean, Speed Demos Archive is an association that gathers a bunch of speed runs and times and all that, and puts videos and makes forums and has detailed notes about everything. Um, and they actually require a recording um, so that it's not really it's not a a run that was from Twitch or anything. It's just mm-hmm. something that was recorded to hard drive. Of yeah. the run with certain specifications, you know, mm-hmm. so that they can judge them all equally and make sure that the runs are good. Um, so, yeah, I don't think Twitch is necessarily the only place to do speed runs that are legit and, you know, a- able to be judged similarly from everybody else's. But mm-hmm. it's where a lot of speedrunners hang out for sure. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So um, I noticed that. Um, one of this is more of just kind of a question I'm asking because I like watching your stuff. Um, I haven't watched you do um, Lords of the Fallen yet because I still sure. haven't played through that. Um, but how with those games that are very similar, like how much of the skill transfers over? So like with a game like that that has, I mean, it's different. Like I played it for a couple hours and it is very different. But right. did your skills in, in practicing, uh, you know, Dark Souls 2 help you or Dark Souls 1 help you with that game? Yeah, I think absolutely skills transferred quite easily. Uh, the very similar combat movement system. Um, when you're breaking similar types of games, especially if you're going from you know a, a, a 2D side scroller platforming game to another 2D side scroller platforming game, you kind of have an idea of what you could do to save time in specific areas just from past experiences, and uh, that helped a lot in Lords of the Fallen. Uh, there's a jump. There's a, a ledge here. Maybe I could jump over it and drop down, like to save some time here. Um, just uh, all of the movement being so similar between Lords of the Fallen and Dark Souls Two made it very easy to just kind of transfer my skills over and <laughs> play through it quickly. <laughs> is uh, is Lords of the Fallen catching on um, with the community? Uh it's hard to say right now. I think it'll still need a bit more time. Um, certainly me playing it and uh, the devs were doing streams of it, uh, people watching it has has alerted uh, a lot of players who are open to the idea of a different Souls game that is not from, from software. Uh, however, there are a lot of people who are just kind of opposed to the idea and don't want to have anything to do with it. Right. Yeah. I'm looking forward to, to giving it some more time. Like I'm, I'm open to it. I don't, you know, it doesn't need to be 
doesn't need to be Dark Souls. Like, it can be Dark Souls-esque, and I'm still kind of chasing that experience. Kind of sure. Yeah. Have you ever done, um, have you ever speedran uh, Demon Souls? I, not very well, but I have, um, I've played it enough that um, using what kind of similar from my Dark Souls 2 to Lords of the Fallen experience, I was able to go into Demon Souls and go, oh, okay, this is this type of encounter or this is how the level is built out. I can just run past these guys, dodge at the right time and sprint my way through it. So once I played it, like now when I play it these days, I do kind of just speed run through areas because when you've killed things a million times, it's not always the most exciting thing to do again. So yeah. I wouldn't say I, I am a speed runner of Demon Souls, but I can get through it faster than yeah. the average person. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> it's, it's always been a little bit strange to me that that game has never really caught on with that. I feel like I've only watched, um, like I've only seen one or two speed runs of that game. Mm-hmm. Um, but what, what reminded me of it was that, you know, because we were talking about how you can break Dark Souls 1 and Dark Souls 2. And then Demon Souls has that crazy, like, get on top of the tunnel in Stonefang mm. glitch. Like, there's all those games just have, like, some kind of weird way to to get out of the geometry and, and speed them up. Yeah. But, mm. you know, you know I actually don't Demon know that, that glitch. Yeah, it lets you skip um, a lot of, of Stonefang. Um, yeah, it's real, it's real weird. The, uh, the AGDQ oh. run is uh, ah. where I first saw it. And uh, one of the guys who's a commenter on that hates Demon Souls and spends <laughs> the whole time bad-mouthing it while the, the dude who's running it and the guy on the couch are just kind of like, yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick. Oh, nice. Yeah, this is, this is like every single thing that happens, he's like, and, these, and he has a British accent. I can't remember the guy's name. He's he's does AGDQ every year, but he's just like, and these guys are unfair, and this is bullshit, and this is stupid. <laughs> like everything that's happening... <laughs> Yeah, it's I, I, can, I can relate to that. You know, I could <laughs> yeah. I could see somebody sitting down with me through a whole Dark Souls run and going, "Oh yeah, that's that's a terrible fight. That's these guys are just not well designed. All this stuff like that." <laughs> it's funny that you say that because oftentimes I will use uh, your superhuman abilities as a counter to people who are saying like, "This is too hard." <laughs> oh. Like, like I, I say a lot, like Lobos did it with a ladle. Like, you know, I can do it with armor and sword. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if that's a more of a testament to the design quality or my insanity level, but <laughs> yeah. you know, either one works. That's that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, the, 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 that insanity, I know, is looking for the hardest way to do something. <laughs> um, th- th- does that kind of explain your your aversion to running uh, glitches? Um, not necessarily. A lot of games, I guess, it's because I had experience running Dark Souls before, and I had this certain expectation of what a Dark Souls speedrun would be based off of all the Dark Souls 1 stuff. I never did the Kiln Glitch run. I came in too late for that, uh, and mostly played on PC, where that glitch did not work. Um, so my experience was doing, you know, hour hour long for any percent, and you know, hour and a half to two hours for all bosses. So right. once they started breaking it, I was, I was giddy with excitement at the idea <laughs> Um, and I loved watching the runs, but to actually perform them, uh, didn't interest me nearly as much. Is there, um, so the other thing, you know, we, we have you on to talk about speed running, but the other thing that you are renowned for is the challenge runs, which we were referencing. Um, <laughs> is there anything that's kind of, um, we mentioned the Olympic torch run, which was the last thing that I knew of that was kind of out in the ether. Is there, do you have any like ideas percolating or anything or anything that you would like to do? Or even if you're, if you're not planning to 
that is a Dark Souls 2 sure. kind of a like challenge concept? <laughs> well, so Dark Souls 2 has been largely untouched by, uh, well, yeah, for me personally, by Cheat Engine. And that enabled a lot of very interesting and unique Dark Souls 1 runs. Um, so there's, there was a YouTube video not too long ago, maybe a month ago, that uh, somebody had created a first-person mod that was much better than the first-person mod for Dark <laughs> yeah, Souls 1. Um, yeah. And you could actually run around, and it, it sort of looks like you're playing Skyrim a bit. <laughs> um, a little more complicated than that, and and kind of janky with the controls, but uh, that is one run that I do plan on doing. Wow. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that, that's the weird thing because the proportions of the world are not designed for, for first person. <laughs> like, I, I watched the videos of that, and just everything looks so so alien. <laughs> like, yeah, even, even more so, you know, when you're not looking at it from that from that uh, 45 degree down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is, that is rad. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, we just got a couple a uh, couple questions. Um, we's just got. Who, who am I? What am I? What's wrong with my mouth? Yeah, you know, um, use guys. Yeah, okay, we we guys. Uh, we just have a couple of questions here from people who uh, listened in um, to the show. Uh, Tanner Wolf uh, asks. Uh, he says, um, "This is kind of an obvious question, but which uh, speed run in any of the Souls game, and I, I'll extend that to challenge runs as well, um, had you you doubting your ability to finish it the most?" Hmm. So there is one run that I didn't finish. Uh, is this more to Dark Souls 2 or either Dark Souls game? Um, let, let's say either. Okay. Um, with that, there, I had the Clear Lord Ren challenge for Dark Souls 1, which was involved beating all of the bosses except for Gwen. And then... Starting a, uh, building up my character, getting all these items, starting from Firelink, never touching a bonfire from that point, and trying to kill everything in the game. Um, <laughs> and then eventually ending with Gwen. I made it about 85-ish percent through the run. Um, and that, this was right before Dark Souls 2 came out. I, I had cleared everything. I cleared the DLC. I went to Tomb of the Giants, and then a skeleton kicked me into a hole, and I died. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and at that point, we were so close to Dark Souls 2 coming out that I was just like, uh, you know, yeah. if somebody wants to go and do this, that's fine. But And it was fun. It was very... I got into a rhythm that I could confidently go through all of the undead bird, clear that, roll through Blight Town, kill everything there. I, I figured out all the strategies to safely clear. I just hadn't done that for Tomb of the Giants yet, and yeah. you know that's kind of my fault for not planning accordingly. But yeah, yeah it was fun. <laughs> wow! So it's such a beautiful kind of idea. Like if you succeeded, because at the end of it, you would have this huge empty world with you at one end and Gwen at another. <laughs> Exactly. That's, That's the idea. Unfortunately, there were some uh, times that they would load game, uh, enemies back in, respawn mm-hmm. them. If you, for example, if I went down to Ash Lake after I had cleared um, Blight Town or Undead Berg, those things would actually respawn. Oh wow! Um, mm-hmm. But I basically just had a checklist and would check off areas as I cleared them. So <laughs> that was the you know the the rule there. Yeah. So with the limited spawns in Dark Souls Two. That mm-hmm. is actually like a possibility. Like you could exhaust every single spawn <laughs> in I, order to yeah. truly empty the world, right? So please don't, please don't, please edit <laughs> <Sorry>. that out. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> 
<laughs> no. Um, yeah, that absolutely could happen. I'm not certain if there are any exceptions to that rule. Perhaps there are some enemies that do infinitely respawn, but um, for example, oh man, like the uh, the horses in the end of the Ivory King DLC. Not to spoil anything, but but those. People have said that they do, and they don't infinitely respawn, and I, 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 we, I just don't know. Haven't done enough testing. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Hmm. So, so at that point, would the would the feet be just doing that, or would it be figuring out the fastest way to do it? Uh, doing it first for sure, <laughs> yeah. and then deciding how much of your life you want to waste trying to do it quickly. <laughs> how much of your life you want to waste on the textbook uh, definition of attrition? Precisely. <laughs> if somebody else came and did it and was like, I did it three hours faster than you, then, then, then I might be like, okay, now we need to sit down and do okay, this. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, there's skin in the game. Yeah. yeah. You would you would have to actually clear the things out because you can't... Uh, there are lots of areas where you have to touch... If you were clearing everything out... There are areas in Dark Souls 2 where you have to touch a bonfire to get back. Um, specifically that one in the uh, the Lost Bastille, mm. where you're trapped over there. Right? Yeah. I believe, uh, I believe so. Yes. Yeah. So, like, if, you, if you're doing the no bonfire run, you just don't go over there. But you can't clear everything out and do a no bonfire run unless you're literally going to empty everybody out. Yeah. Um, Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. So, huh. so, wait, how does that work with the uh, with a little half ladder into... Um, Oh my gosh, Harvest Peak or Harvest yeah, Harvest Valley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um I think yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you can't get back there for sure. Hmm. So you would I guess it well. <laughs> does the uh, for, for the no bon for the no bonfires uh, challenge and and achievement stuff does it count when you use the um the primal bonfires? No. You okay. can use those and teleport back. Yeah, so you just you just go through Harvest Valley and okay. then just get to the end to get to Old Iron King and then so that's how that's how it's actually done for the people who are trying to get that ring. Yeah, right. Um, and I did. I <laughs> early on, I did node bonfire run, and uh, I killed the run right before um, the giant lord by accidentally sitting at the bonfire in the cardinal tower. Um, <laughs> and I didn't revisit it for months. But yeah. when I did <laughs> again, I did a no death, no bonfire run, and that makes the specifics much easier because if you die, you're in trouble anyways. So. Yeah. Or the run's dead, so you just don't touch any bonfires, and you can homeward bone back to Firelink every time. Mm. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, <laughs> Majula, not Firelink. <laughs> That's the same idea. Which, which may be yeah. over the ruins of Firelink. <laughs> there is no such thing as truth. Yes. Um, uh, you and Benwell uh, writes in with uh, with another question similar to that, which is, what's the most fun challenge run that you've done in uh, in any Souls, uh, Souls game? Oh, man, fun. Olympic <laughs> Torch run was fun. Um, the one that I, for some reason, I don't know why this sticks in my head as a fun run, but the run in Dark Souls 1 when I did an artificial first-person run where I had to constantly be aimed aimed with a bow. And so it was a first-person run, but <laughs> I, would ha- I could pop out to heal because you can't use items while, while aiming. But you can roll and do pretty much, well, most of your movement package anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I don't know why I think it was fun. It 
was, I'm sure, nauseating for anybody watching. <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe that's why I thought it was fun. No, uh, but yeah, I, I really liked the kind of unique spin it took on playing through the game. Uh, kind of like you said before, it it changes the the viewpoint and really distorts kind of everything you know about what the game looks like or what boss fights look like. Yeah. When you suddenly see Ornstein being much taller than you and he's <laughs> jabbing this giant spear at you, it's yeah. really terrifying. Yeah, I, I wonder how much spice that would add, especially... Uh, um, you know, for people who criticize Dark Souls for not having bosses at the scale of, uh, of Dark, or, uh, Dark Souls 2 of not having bosses at the scale of Dark Souls 1. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, just kind of finally a little bit longer comment. Uh, Chad Cross says, uh, first of all, uh, thanks for always acknowledging chat during your streams. Uh, <laughs> I can barely acknowledge the outside world when playing Dark Souls. Uh, so you communicating with chat while playing a Souls game is a feat in and of itself. Um, thank, uh, second, thank for being on the podcast. Um, try to tell everyone I know about the show. Thank you, Chad. I, yeah. <laughs> thank you, Chad. Um, that was more of a comment for us, but thank yeah. you. Um, and Chad asks, uh, at what point did you know that Twitch is going to be a thing and not just a fad? And I don't know if he, if he means that as the service or if he means for you, like where you, you know, when you would just kind of become like, oh, this is what I'm going to do because you, sure. I know that, you know, you, you do, um, you know, you, you have a lot of subscribers, you have a huge fan base there. Um, mm-hmm. I guess the moment that I was like, well, I'm going to be on Twitch, you know, weekly from now on. Uh, Initially, all I did, the only reason I streamed was uh, to share new game experiences with close friends who had already played those games. So I think in particular, one of the first ones was Final Fantasy VII. I had not played back in the day. So I was going to play through it. My friend was like, you know, I, I want to come watch, uh, but I can't make, you know, we didn't want to deal with scheduling logistics. So I was like, hey, I can stream it on Justin TV and you can watch and chat with me and uh, answer questions if I have them, etc. Um, and at that point, you know, other people would stumble in and I started getting that that audience. And I really enjoyed the the social aspect of it. Um and also the fact that sometimes I could ask chat and get tips and spend less time running around, you know, lost in a game uh, <laughs> or, or, you know, catch this thing may have missed. Uh, and then I, then I had stumbled into this speedrunning community, which I simply found that by wanting to play through Legend of Zelda Link to the Past in one sitting I did that, but it took a long time, and I was like, I think I can do this faster. So then I Googled, and sure enough, people had done it much faster. And then that is that entirely changed my mentality for gaming. Um, and then after that point, I was like, I, I pretty much saw no reason to not stream a game that I was playing, unless it's something kind of more casual and not very entertaining that I just kind of want to chill out and, and play um, like cribbage, <laughs> like cribbage. <laughs> Microsoft Hearts, my weekly cribbage group. Yes, yeah. we don't Spider, stream that. Spider Solitaire. Um, uh, Chad also just goes on to ask: um, Have you met any of the other kind of big name Souls runners in real life? Um, so hmm. you guys, Santo, or I. <sighs> I'm gonna feel really bad if I forget somebody that I met. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so. No, uh, they are all uh, either distanced in the U.S. or from. 
actually a lot of them are from Sweden or Norway or Finland. Uh, so, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, not not many a chance. Although I do have an opportunity uh, coming up next year to potentially meet at least a few of them. Mm. So we'll, we'll see. See if I have a different yeah. answer after that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do our special follow-up um, exactly. on this question. <laughs> um, yeah, he also uh, he just kind of finished out by uh, talking a little bit of sugar about your running man uh, speed run, which I also thought was super fun. Yeah. But, uh, oh, boy. <laughs> that was a... Hmm. Yeah, that was a challenge. Um, basically, just... Uh, are you taking okay? Just to specify, are you talking about the Dark Souls one run where my character was constantly running? Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That was uh, that was very interesting <laughs> to say the least. So I used Cheat Engine to grant myself infinite stamina, and then I used a uh, a macro to constantly hold down the forward button for the game <laughs> and. Yeah, it created a lot of unique scenarios um, trying to get, you know, past certain bottlenecked enemies would would be a lot more difficult of a challenge because I just couldn't control my character nearly as well. And I was limited to my turning radius um, somewhat by by, uh, how quickly I could turn the camera in some cases. There were just a whole lot of things that, that... that changed and those are the kinds of the runs that most interested me that uh made you really rethink how to tackle something you've done a million times a specific way because it just doesn't work you couldn't go down ladders (laughs) like uh because that's right that's right it just pushed you back right back back up um (laughs) huh was there any point in the game that i I had to do something to buy like i had to go down a ladder there's a in um, I remember from watching. Uh, I don't think I watched it on stream. I think I watched it later on YouTube. But when mm-hmm. you're in the Duke's archive, there's that long ladder. We have to go oh, down and you have to, <laughs> yeah, figure out a way to use the uh, Iito to uh, to do the the R two attack in order to land on the ledge below. Yeah, that weapon. Yeah. Somebody had busted that out earlier in chat when I was trying to do the skip to uh, the lower undead berg to get to Capper Demon, and they said, "Yeah, I, I was trying to use." what was it, maybe butcher knife or just some sort of running attack to, to propel myself off the ledge. And somebody said, yeah, the, the Ayato or the, maybe it was a, was it that specific weapon? It was, <laughs> I, I it was that one or the other, uh, I can't remember the uh, name of the other. It was definitely Katana, some sort okay. of Katana weapon. Yeah. And yeah, when you use the R2 attack for whatever reason, it flings you off the edge so far. <laughs> and yeah, yeah that oh, was a, I have to give credit to chat for that one. <laughs> um, so, so is is Blighttown only possible uh, in in that run? Because I'm sorry, I, I I'm admitting that I haven't seen this. Is Blighttown only possible because of uh, because the none of the drops are that far? Um, but you, Blight- you skip skip Blighttown, right? Blighttown, Blighttown, you do you can do the drops no problem because um, there are ladders, but you can just run off and take the, take the fall damage and they never kill you. Hmm. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Huh. Um, I think that's uh, that's probably all I've got. Um, yeah. Can you think of any other wrap up stuff? Cole? Uh, do you intend to uh, uh, approach uh, Bloodborne uh, as a, as a speed running kind of challenge uh, experience? 
Absolutely. I will be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I've tackled Dark Souls 2 lesser so than Dark Souls 1 because a lot of the runs were just like, use this weapon that, you know, you'll hit everything the exact same way, but do a, you know, moderately less amount of damage. Uh, so I'm not so much into the just using those certain weapons. However, um, you know, some of the more unique attacks I'll, I'll definitely be keeping my eye out for. And I'm hoping that Bloodborne has uh, a good variation of new mechanics that can, you know, similar <laughs> to the torch for the Olympic torch run. Yeah. Something <laughs> is implemented that I can be like, well, we're just going to do this for the whole run <laughs> and make things interesting. Yeah. Nice. It's, it, sounds like it. it sounds like it will just based on what, what little I know. So. Sure. Um, yeah, where, uh, where can people find you on the internet? Well, on the internet, I'm mostly on uh, Twitch at twitch.tv slash Lobos Jr. That's J-R. Uh, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter are all Lobos J-R Gaming. Um, I try to confuse people that way. So. <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, well, there's also uh, Lobos Jr. Attorney at Law. That's that right. You have to compete with. And you have to make sure. Yeah, that... don't confuse me with that guy. If he starts playing <laughs> yeah. Dark Souls, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, his, yeah, his namespace is so much less polluted. Yeah, this, this whole damn game is out of order. <laughs> um. <laughs> so we just wanted to say thanks again uh, to uh, Lobos Jr. Mm -hmm. for, for joining us. Uh, he had to run. But uh, again, just. A wonderful man, and I encourage anyone who's listening to this to check the show notes and and support him in any way you can. Yeah, uh, he is the high water mark for tenacity in video games. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, he is a, he is a patience elemental. <laughs> it's like him him and Arino from Game Center CX, <laughs> yep. and the He's, two of them are inspirations. Like like Ignis from Planescape, he is yeah. he is a portal to the to to the uh, elemental plane of abiding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what uh, what do we have in the way of uh, admin stuff, Cole? Uh, well, next episode, we're going to be talking about the first of the DLCs, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we're talking about Crown of the Sunken King, and we're going to be joined by Angelica Norgren. Um, which is kind of this is kind of an awesome story behind this. Like I was uh, on Twitter and just looking up what people might be saying about the podcast because I'm a vain, sad little boy, <laughs> and uh, and saw something in uh, you know a different language. And I was like, huh, someone's talking about Bonfireside Chat. And it was actually one of our fans on Twitter uh, talking to Angelica, you know, about the show. Um, she is from Sweden, and she runs, um, and she is the host of a radio show in Sweden called P3 Games, and runs the uh, a blog called, uh, X it's Xbox Games with uh, Girl and Nikki, um, who is her brother, uh, Nicholas, which is a huge, huge blog. Um, in, in, you know, like entirely different country. Like I try not to be so Americentric, um, in general, yeah. which is, I think is a generally good advice. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. super excited about that. Yeah. It's fantastic. I always like when we can get, uh, um, an international guest on the show. Yeah. And then I, I follow her on Twitter and she's, she's on point about stuff. So I'm really excited about it. Yeah. The, yeah. uh, she's, see, there's a bunch of pictures of her on her blog of her meeting somebody dressed up as the Dark Souls 2 knight <laughs> at, a, at a gaming event, and it looks swag as shit. Nice. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, you can look forward to that uh, next week. There's no, like, uh, appendix for this right now. Hmm. Um, yeah. uh, we're, we're also recording that episode before this comes out. So... 
Uh, if you have any thoughts, like stray thoughts about it, go ahead and send them over. We'll find some kind of place to do it. Uh, but uh, uh, thank you, everybody who wrote in in response to our social media stuff. Yeah, Calls absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, and by way of general stuff, there's also uh, Duckstream, which we mentioned at the top. So if you go to duckfeed.tv forward slash Duckstream, um, that is in about a week from when you're listening to this. It is our charity event for Transactive. Uh, we're streaming for 24 hours between the two of us. And uh, you should 100% uh, check that out and uh, and give what you can. Yeah, kick us a couple bucks. Not kick us, kick them. Kick them a couple yeah. bucks. Yeah. yeah. But if you want to kick us a couple bucks, how yeah. would they go about that? <laughs> they would go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Um, the, uh, we're, we're making a lot of progress toward the Bloodborne tier, uh, which is uh, how we're going to be able to uh, um, you know, afford PS4s and copies of Bloodborne in order to continue the show without uh, 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 any, uh, let's say, undue financial uh, hardship around that. So uh, I, I, I am continually astonished by your guys' uh, continuing uh, generosity. And uh, that has made a, a huge difference in making us able, you know, making it easier for us to do, the, uh, you know, to do these shows for you. Yeah, and he, uh, you know, just we're not holding that show hostage. Right. So I reiterate that. Um, however, it helps us out a lot because yeah. we, uh, you know, we're not independently wealthy, and neither of us had plans to buy a PS4 <laughs> if it wasn't for Bloodborne. So, yeah, the, uh, it makes it'll make a big difference. So, yeah. uh, we really appreciate that, yeah. and everybody who already gives us gives, yeah. uh, really appreciate that too. Yeah, we are we are grateful and humbled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and that is uh, patreon.com forward slash TV. Yeah, um, yeah, that's probably good. Yeah, I think that's I think that's pretty ratings good reviews. with with yeah ratings reviews with the Bloodborne delay. We're going to be um, kind of talking about and huddling around talking about what we're going to do in that intervening month and a half um, mm-hmm. into, in, in the interregnum. Uh, so expect some news about that uh, within the next couple months, I suppose. Yeah, necessarily. Yeah, and it'll, it'll be like we have alternate stuff to do. Yeah. So like we have we have ideas for things. So this train doesn't stop. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know ratings reviews. Um, Christmas right on the corner, so or whatever holiday you choose to celebrate. Mm-hmm. So if you are doing any shopping on Amazon, go to duckfeed.tv forward slash tip jar. Yeah. And doesn't cost you anything. It helps us out a huge deal. Mm-hmm. And good night. <laughs> and good luck. Oombasa. <laughs> and we all pray that we will have far more soon. going to be looking forward to the uh, new World of Warcraft expansion because I play that. So when, when does oh, that cool. uh, when does that happen? That launches tonight. So. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. Is is that cool. uh, is that something that uh, that like is like pre downloaded and then you press a button at midnight and get to play it? Uh, or? Pretty much, they just flick a switch on the servers and it's all activated and then yay! <laughs> Assuming you can get in with the crazy queues, but right, right. <laughs> the yeah. uh, the biggest video game launch I ever worked in retail was uh, was the Burning Crusade. Oh um, man, yep. And uh, and that it seems ridiculously quaint now to sell MMO expansions in boxes. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we can all agree that boxes are bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, no, cool. Yeah, that's. I, I've never actually like. I used to joke um, back when I was married. Um, I never actually tried World of Warcraft, but mm-hmm. I always had this joke about getting the the demo for it and putting it in glass, and then just like in case of divorce, break glass because <laughs> I was scared of the, the time. Right. And then I got divorced and never actually <laughs> broke the glass. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> probably worth something if you keep it in that glass though yeah exactly mint in glass yeah exactly m-i-g
Oh, it's like preserved, like pouring glass over it. Yeah, so in the future they can in create amber. A, yeah, like, yeah, like a, a Wawasaurus, like a yeah, yeah exactly. Ah. Mamorgasaurus Rux. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 